0: The bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and mild and sweet their songs repeat of peace on earth.
1: All you influencers out there, this is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, and uh, we're glad to to reach out to you today. And and today we want to do something a little uh, different and something that is very special to us, and uh, we just want to have a special Christmas podcast. Uh, For all of us who are are falling in love with Christ and, and following Him, it's just interesting how... Christmas and Easter uh, take on a new meaning. I think either it might have been special as you were growing up as a kid, but it seems like when you start really walking with Him, it, it even has even deeper meaning. So uh, I've got uh, Rocky with me here this this morning. Lord Hi, Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were just talking about uh, what can we do right before Christmas time to to bless you all out there and and just share in in this season that is so special for all of us who who love Christ and and serve him. So, Rocky, what, uh, could you just start by just talking a little bit about uh, what Christmas means to you?
2: Well, okay, it's, ex- <laughs> it's excitement. <laughs> you know, I still have a kid in me when it comes down to Christmas. I love Christmas. Uh, and it was probably the most special time of the year growing up as a little boy in Mississippi. And, uh, of course, you know, it was about a lot of the things little boys like like the toys under the under the christmas tree my parents still hadn't figured out that i opened those presents and looked at them before <laughs> christmas <laughs> did you get a red rider bb gun oh, for yeah. Christmas? oh yeah i still have it by the way okay yeah and uh and uh you know I, it was uh interesting because sometimes it was cold sometimes it wasn't sometimes i'd have to bundle up sometimes i wore shorts <laughs> uh, but i would start uh, getting excited about christmas about halloween you know when people start start tuning in that way is around Thanksgiving but man not me I was dreaming about it and looking forward to it because it represented two weeks off from school and sleeping late and getting presents and eating eating like you wouldn't believe because my mom was an amazing cook as most southern women are with knowing how to do their vegetables and things Uh, but there was also an element in it uh, that began to grow and grow and grow and that was the, uh, the story and the reason for Christmas. And I think it oftentimes gets masked behind the presents and and the entertainment and all the other things that go along. And and, and honestly, I think some people forget the true meaning of Christmas. In fact is, you know, just to let you in a little bit on, a, on a, something with my wife and me. We got, several years ago, we got to the point we realized Wow, why don't we give presents to each other? Let's give them to our children. Let's give them to our grandchildren. Let's, but let's don't give presents to ourselves anymore. Let's take that and let's give it away to some people that need it. And that was a better blessing to us than, than you know, giving each other some new jewelry or new wardrobe or whatever. And uh, I, think it, I think when that happened, we entered into that uh, generous part of gifts at giving. It just became fun, it became a, a joy to do that. But uh, through the years, my perspective of Christmas has is tuned in closer and closer to celebrating um, the birth um, in a way that is so deeply impactful for me. And uh, maybe I can give you a little snapshot of what it's like growing up with me uh, to let you understand the, the way the spiritual aspect began. Because, uh, you know, you read the story about the, the shepherds, you know, watching over their flock at night, and you have all of these little things that churches put on. They have their manger scenes, and everybody forgets their line, and you know how <laughs> that is. It's just part of it, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I lived in the country. And there was a church right up over inside of my house. It was on a hill. And it was called Eastview Baptist Church in Laurel. And one uh, Christmas, right before, it, uh, b- before the season started and before Christmas Day, they put a big star on top of that uh, church. Now, it wasn't the star of David. It was uh, just a regular star, a blue star, as a matter of fact. And so when you would drive up that highway, you would start seeing that star up in the sky there way before you ever get to see it's a church, So if you're unfamiliar with it. I guess people are saying, well, there's a UFO and it looks like a star. <laughs> <laughs> but I grew up there. I grew up uh, going out and looking at that star. And they would turn it on, uh, you know, a couple of weeks before Christmas and I would be looking at that every night and it just getting so excited. and I, little boy now and I began to look at the stars and consider the nighttime reading that Christmas story about the shepherds and kind of getting into that imagination I guess you can tell that I have an imagination right (laughs) and I would imagine it and I got into the moment and uh, uh, one thing I would say that was really good about that little church is that they decided to keep that star on year round so in some ways Christmas became a year-round thing for me from that standpoint but through the years um, I began to understand more and more and more about the the mysterious time of that first Christmas about those uh, those uh, wise men that were coming from probably Babylon they were mathematicians and very learned people, scientists in their own ways, following a star. They were following a celestial event that was leading up to the show that a king of kings was being born. And that to me was just absolutely mysterious about that. And then the angels that came down and announced it. Can you imagine now, can you just imagine those sh- those shepherds out there on a, around a little campfire, you know, and they're you know they're eating their beef jerky or sheep jerky, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, these people are showing up in the sky, man, and they're singing, and they're, I mean, hallelujahs and the hallelujah chorus is going on. Can you imagine that? Mm. And but that's the point. Shouldn't we start imagining that? Mm. Shouldn't we get into what Christmas was like that first night, that first day, and Kind of, get, kind of just read into it and insert our bodies into that moment over 2,000 years ago and be one of those shepherds. And just see from a human standpoint the majesty of it, what God presented that night. So I guess that's what's happening with me now. I'm starting to really try to get more and more and more into the magical moment of Christmas all the way from the the build up with all the prophecies and then the announcements and then the dynamics of it and what happened at that time. And boy it makes a richer Christmas, a lot richer than presents, (laughs) (laughs) even better than food. So how
1: do you uh, how do you share these kind of things with your family? You know, and, and, and as a, as a leader of your family, and, and now you have grandkids and all that. Do you do you do you try to take charge of, of making sure they understand what it's all about?
2: Well, I, uh, the making the taking charge is not the thing, but taking responsibility might be. Yeah, and I do think that uh, each generation needs to download to the previous the for, for the next generation. And I'm at a and I'm at a time in life that God has given me favor with my grandchildren, and uh, and I'm am a storyteller, so I t- tell them stories and I get them intrigued and all that. But I'll tell you what happened last Christmas because we went out to our, our little farm out there, and there were 18 of us at that little farm, and that would be 10 grandchildren, and then my uh, daughters and their son and, and their their husbands and my son and his his uh, wife and then uh, Sally and me but uh, I I said I got a treat for y'all and so I took a a blanket two blankets actually one to lay on and one to cover up with and I took all those grandchildren and we laid down and I said I want you to look at something that I used to do when I was a kid and I, I looked at the stars and I pointed to the different stars and some of their names which I'm not really that good at and my eyes are getting to the point I can't see them that well anyway. But I, and I told them stories about thought things that I thought of during that time. And I told 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 them about uh, a dog that I used to have, and his name was Buck. And Buck was a a laboratory retriever, and I, and I had him as a pup, and he he bonded with me. And uh, and so. Uh, I was, uh, you know, he loved me, and I loved him, and, and I was teaching him uh, how to walk on a leash and and obey commands and all that. And as he grew up, he a little bit of fighting of the leash, but as he grew up, I would release him from the leash, and he would run out. And it was interesting, because he would run out, and he'd run away from me, and then he would run back, and he'd lick my hand. And then he would run out, and play a little bit then come back and lick my hand and this was repeated over and over and over and I began to ask the question what is going on with this silly dog and, and what I came to understand about Buck is that he, he loved his freedom but he didn't want to lose the relationship so he wanted to go out and explore and enjoy some of his freedom but he always wanted to come back to the safety of kissing my hand And I told my grandchildren about that story, and I told them that that Buck died uh, shortly after I learned that lesson, and that kind of got them a little bit weepy. And then I said, "Well, let me tell you the rest of that story." I said, "Buck taught me a great lesson," and they said, "Well, what?" I said, "Well, many many nights out here, uh, I will come out." And and look into the stars, especially like on Christmas. I like to be alone. I like to look in the, in the clear night, look at the stars and look at the moon. And one, and I and I and I consider it, you know, kind of like me uh, being like Buck. And they said, Well, what do you mean? I said, Well, it's kind of like. Uh, what your grandmother asked me one time, she says, "Why are you going out there so many times? Well, what do you do when you go out there?" I said, "You know what I told him? I said, I'm being like Buck. I'm kissing the hand of God." And so, that's what I told my grandchildren. That when I come out in nighttime like this, I feel it's an opportunity for me to look into God's great kingdom, and to to get into the majesty of what it would have been like that night when those angels came down to those shepherds. And that star hovering over that manger, pointing the way that here is my son. Here is the savior of the world. Here is the long-awaited Messiah. And when I go out and think about that and look at those things, I feel like I'm kissing the hand of God. So my my grandchildren understood last year uh, a message about Christmas, probably in a in a very very personal way.
1: Mm. Well, you know, I, I've always thought it was interesting. Um, Christmas is such a big deal commercially. You know, I mean, people stores are selling all sorts of stuff. But you know, I've always thought it was interesting that I feel like even non believers will put a nativity scene in, in their house. You know, and I so I, I feel like we all really feel like it until you find Christ you've got an emptiness in your heart you, yeah. there there's a god-shaped you know hole that's waiting for you to accept Christ and uh and so we're all really longing for it even those who don't even understand it they're longing to oh, find yeah. Christ yeah. and uh and so i think that's almost like jesus is making himself known at christmas time in ways that people don't even understand you know and and the way that people show love and mm-hmm. and generosity at christmas time in ways mm-hmm. that they you know, we should do it year round, you know, but end of the year they take time to do that. All of this points to Christ, yeah. to me. What do you think?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, there's something mysteriously magical about it. You know, I, I, it's been that way with me and I kind of thought it was just me, but what, what you're explaining is there's something to you and something a lot of people that there's something that is pointing to him. Um, Yes, the 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 calendar that we have has been uh, formed around that day. You know, it's we mark our calendar based on the day he was born. So he is uh, he entered into this world just as a a little baby, very vulnerable. By the way, I mean he had to be taken care of by his young mother and and his father. His um, Father, caretaker father, not his father, but his caretaker father, who took very well care of him. Uh, he was un, under threat of of death even from the time he was hardly took a breath. Is that Herod wanted to kill him, and they had to escape to Egypt. So his his life was was a dynamic force that entered this world and has been uh, such ever since. Our calendar is structured around it. Um, Our lives are structured around it. Eternity is structured around it. He is the gift to mankind. Uh, And if mankind will receive him, to them, they will be given the right to be children of God. That's what the scripture says. Mm. So, uh, man... um, yeah, it's it's just a very special time for me, for you, for the world, but not everybody recognizes him as such. And that's one of the problems maybe even with icon worship. We set up religious icons that might be statues of him or pictures of him and but we we can we can we we can worship him and still not enter into that deep relationship with him. Because that's what he has given us. He's given us the opportunity to enter into a relationship with him. He was birthed for the relationship with us that will last for eternity if we will receive him. And, you know, like they used to say when I was growing up, well, wise men still receive him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I was thinking
1: uh, there's a lot of people out there who are listening to this who are probably stress to the max because they've got all this shopping, you know, they've got to do to buy gifts and, and they're probably in debt, credit card debt, trying to do it all. Um, they're stressing about family coming in from out of town and, and some of the dysfunctional relationships and things that they're, are causing them angst, you know, probably, or, or they're planning trips to go travel places. And, and, and there's a lot of busyness and, and things. And and I'm sure Satan's behind some of it trying to steal the joy of, of Christmas, but yeah. but what would you know? Kind of like you're speaking to your grandkids. What would you say to all your grand, all your kids out here, uh, influencers uh, out there? What word would you say to them in the midst
2: of all that stress and busyness about about Christmas? To... Well, I I get it because my wife has you know cooked for eighteen people you know, and, and she's a, Mar- a Mary most of the time, but she gets to be a Martha when it comes down to that. If you know what I mean by that, mm-hmm. but. We've got to work to keep it it focused on the the reason that we have this time. Uh, We need to focus it on the the living God who gave us a precious life to come in to this world to uh, lead us to the kingdom. Uh, We need to celebrate and see, Brian, if we get to the point we can't celebrate Christmas because all these other things are in the way, then we need to get rid of all those other things if nothing else in our minds, in our hearts. We've got to settle it down. We've got to find a time. We've got to find a place. Now, as spiritual leaders in our home, uh, that, that's our responsibility. And sometimes to slow it down and to focus on, on this is, well, it, just, it, it has to be a leadership decision that, that we'll do it. And uh, you just can't let it control you. You've got to invest into making that happen. So let it happen in your own life. This is where I say go kiss the hand of God yourself, right? You go find that. And then maybe like I did last Christmas with my grandchildren, not only do I find it, then I take them and help them find it. So I'd I'd say to to the men and the women out there is find it. Find that magical, pure love of Christmas again and then help help your family find it. Help those that you influence, even in your office, people that you work with, people you go to church with. Every one of them are probably struggling with the same hectic schedules. But be but be a, an influence on them to go back to the purity of it. Make sure that's at the heart of Christmas at all times.
1: You know, when, when you're rocky, we... Uh You know, rather than buying one of those little angels in the mall in Tulsa, they used to have a little angel tree that you could buy an angel and buy a gift for for Mm. someone in need and all that. And uh, we'd done that many times. But one year I decided that uh, we would – We'd put some cash and some in in a little card, mm-hmm. you know, and just and and wrote a little note about what Christmas is about, about Jesus. Remember, Jesus is the yeah. reason for the season. He loves you, or yeah, something like yeah, that, yeah. and just anonymous, didn't have our name in it. Right. And each one of the my family members got a got an envelope, and we prayed, and then we went driving around town, and each person got to go give that to some, oh, a stranger. That's wonderful. And we didn't know. You know, it was up to them who they wanted to give it to. And so we were driving the mall parking lots. We were going around. And it was just kind of, it was fun to get my kids involved in that, you know. And uh, and like one of my daughters saw a lady that looked like she was just angry. You know, she was stressed out trying to shop at the mall and and, and dealing with one of her kids. And, and then my little daughter grows up and just hands her that little envelope oh, that says Merry wow. Christmas. And, you know, and we, unfortunately, we didn't get to see the reaction when she opened oh, it up and saw God. a little gift of a little extra money to help at Christmas oh, or whatever. But, you know, I just think things like that are just sharing the, the gift of our what we've been given, you know.
2: And uh, You know, Brian, I, I think i got a, the time to share this true life story uh, <laughs> with Sally and me. Several years ago, we had sold uh, one of our houses. We had a little extra money. And we, we had always had pretty giving where we give but but I suggested to my wife why don't we take a couple hundred dollars and put it in a um, Christmas card and we were going to Kansas City and we we generally would go and stay on the plaza and this was before the uh, Christmas and so it was real, you know, lights and everything's really neat and we see a lot of people on the streets there and and uh, you know I'm kind of cautious on that but at the same time there is this generosity going on right <laughs> That's that works its way into Christmas, and you get out of your normal. And so, in this situation, uh, we we kind of had a, a, a an agreement that we would look for a special person. And that Christmas card had this uh, these words that I'd written in there, and that is that we don't know you, and we're going to trust that we're giving this to a person that will help shape their life, change their life. And we just want to let you know that somebody has given us the the privilege of doing that and he loves you very much and his name is Jesus and uh, we'll be praying for you and uh, and in the Christmas card and so we went to the plaza and we spent the whole weekend there and when you know it we didn't see anybody the whole time <laughs> and uh, there was a little bit of a shaky thing that Sally almost did but she said I just didn't feel right about it and so this was uh, then Sunday morning we had to get up real early to come home and we went by a bagel place and Sally went in to get some things and I was still in the car and I looked over there in the side and there was a dumpster and there was a man digging in the dumpster and it was cold. Man, it was 10 degrees the night before and I'll never forget this. This is the most amazing thing. So so what happened is that uh, Sally came out and I said, "Honey, give me that envelope. I said, I think that the Lord is pointing me to that man. So I went over there and I tapped him on the shoulder and he had a pizza box with an old cold pizza in it, you know, and this was about seven o'clock in the morning. And I said, what are you doing? He says, I'm trying to find something to eat. I said, what, why are you in this situation? He says, you know, I could tell you all kinds of stories, but you know, I've just got a problem. I said, well, you have anybody praying for you? He said, Well, as a matter of fact, I do. I said, well, I think you have an answered prayer here. (laughs) So I gave him the envelope, and and he wanted to read it, but he had to get get me to go in his backpack that was still on his back to get his reading glasses. And I asked his name. I said, what's your name? He said, Michael. I said, all right, Michael, here you go. He opened it up, and he read that. And um, he said, I'd be blank. <laughs> he said, I've never, I've heard of this happening, but I didn't ever know it happened to me. <laughs> I said, What are you gonna do with this? He said, well, I'm, I'm gonna get a room and get a shower because it was cold. I was out here all night long. And I said, man, I'm just praying that this will be a blessing to change your life. And, and so we shook hands. And that was it. And I, I guess I was probably I don't know, six months later, I was walking on the plaza again. And I saw two men walking by, and there was Michael. And I looked up, and I went to him and said, Michael? He looked at me, he said, hey, dude, do I know you? I said, yeah, you do. You still got that Christmas card I gave you? And he looked at the other guy and looked at me. He said, hey, that's that dude I was telling you about. And all of a sudden, he backed out, and he had this just great grin on his face. And he he opened his coat, and there was a badge there. He said, you know what that is? I said, no, I don't know what that is. He said, that's six months of sobriety because I started right then. And so I guess it was about a year and a half, uh, two years later, that I was on the plaza again. And there was another man who was trying to get a little money to get on a bus to go to a job that he had in Colorado. So he was a street guy. And you know, they have a community down there. And I said, hey, do you, do you happen to remember a guy named Michael that lives on the streets here? He said, oh, yeah, Michael. I knew Michael. Michael and I were friends. I said, whatever happened to him? Man, he got into a program and he is no longer on the streets. Hmm. Magic. Mm-hmm. Mystery. Things like that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, not all the time. But the, Christmas is a, is a time for that. And God blessed us and mm. let us see it because mm. we gave that gift to Jesus and he gave it to Michael and Michael's life has been changed. Don't know what's happened to him. I, I wish he would hear this, mm. but if he does, I just want to tell him the same message I gave him that first day. Jesus loves you.
1: Mm. Well, that's awesome, Rocky. Um, would you uh, do us the honor of closing out this podcast by uh reading a little section of the Christmas story Rocky maybe maybe saying a little prayer for our people out there all right
2: in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered this was the first registration when Cornerus was governor of Syria and all went to be registered each his own town And Joseph also went up from Galilee from the town of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David which is called Bethlehem because he is of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary his betrothed who was with child. And while they were there the time came for her to give birth and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and in the same region The shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up these things, pondered them in her heart, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And Lord, as we now focus our attention on the very, very special day that we celebrate called Christmas, let us remember that the greatest and first and best gift that was ever made was your gift to this world and these people, to me, and these men and women who are hearing this right now. The greatest gift was your son Jesus. I pray that we will keep our hearts and minds focused on who he is and what was given to us so that we will indeed celebrate this day as it should be celebrated. We praise you and we thank you. And it's in the great and wonderful name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen. Before we go uh, today and end this session, I would like to recognize the song that we have played by Cash and Crown it is probably one of my most favorite Christmas songs and I personally thank them for producing it because it's amazing and it's a wonderful reminder. So we want to finish our program today with completing that song and let it bless you as it has blessed us. Merry Christmas.
0: Mild and sweet their songs repeat Of peace on earth, goodwill to men And the bells are ringing Like a choir despair I bowed my head there is no peace on earth I said for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth good will men but the faith does he- A chance sublime, of but of peace on earth, good.